Of that Scrubs, in you know, in Scrubs, <laughs> when he goes, when he, in his own fantasy, and he goes, What could be worse than this? Batman he goes, I don't know, being Robin in your own fantasy. <laughs> and he goes, He turns to him and he's Alfred now, and he goes, Darn you, sir. Hi, <laughs> um, welcome to another episode of Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm Jay, and this I'm is Gaz. There we go, he's not Robin. And today we are going to talk everything Batman, but before DCEU. We're not really going to talk. I think the best way I could put it is Batman standalone films. Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, some of them link slightly. Yeah, but Affleck isn't in any of the... It doesn't have a Basically, Batman standalone film. Pre-Affleck. Pre-Affleck, <laughs> not animated, and not TV. Yeah. The original like, films. Yeah, the original the original films. So we're just going to talk heavily about them. Uh, but first, we'll talk about the Batman trailer which we're going to watch in a second. We've both seen... This is a very rare occasion. You actually watched this trailer. It was everywhere, so it was hard to avoid. And I thought, well, seeing as everyone's talking about it, I'm going to have to... I just think that's a weird a weird reason, because I know there's been trailers everywhere and you still haven't watched them. Yeah, I guess, but Batman is interesting. Like It's like I, I watched the first Star Wars one, usually, right. when a Star Wars film comes out, even though I know I'm going to hate it. Because everyone will then fucking go mad about it and go, oh, what if they're going to have grey Jedis? And it's like, <laughs> you're okay. just guessing. Yeah, speculation city. Yeah. You, you hate. I, I just I just watched a film. <laughs> well, before we begin, I just want to remind everyone to go on to talknerdy.uk. We've got some new stuff on there. There's a new episode of Tell Me Again podcast where they talk about the girl with the dragon tattoo. Uh, there's always a new episode of Chris's Comics going up about fortnightly now. Me and Chris have got a bit of a groove on that. And I even just recently did a, bu- did a blog explaining everything that happened at DC Fandom, uh, which this was one of the things that got revealed. If you wanted to see my thoughts on everything else, Suicide Squad trailer, uh, the game trailers, the even the trailer. There's a little trailer for Black Adam with The Rock. Okay. But it's, it's not. It's a fake trailer. Right. Right. Nothing was revealed. It was a red herring. But yeah, you'll see all of that on the site. And don't forget to follow us on the socials as well at TalkNerdyUK for everything. And email us, TalkNerdyUK at gmail.com. With that out the way, let's get straight into it. So this is the Batman trailer. So yeah, because you have watched this, we'll just put it on and we'll just discuss it whilst it's happening. Because there's some interesting themes to this. Um, The tape. Freaked me out the first time I heard it. I didn't... The tape? That, oh, that? The gaffer like, tape. I was like, what is what that? that? I mean, that's... No more lies. I love the music, by the way. Yeah, when it was playing Nirvana, I was like, ooh. So, that's Gordon. A lot of controversy apparently about Gordon being black, but no one batted an eyelid when Liam Neeson was at Razal Ghoul, so 
Yeah, I don't, I don't really... I don't really get that. He's actually really active as well, like that. What do you think of the costume, then? Yeah, I mean... I, I, yeah, I, I do like it. Like, I'm not blown away by it. Mm. In some... But, like, I, it's certainly... It's not something I'm going, oh, that looks shit. It's year, this is set in the second year, they've said. So this is Batman's second year. Right. So he's young. Still young. That was the penguin. This Now this bit is where like I was watching it and then this happened and I thought, you know what, it's just trying to be Daredevil and I am totally fine with that. <laughs> Let it try to be Daredevil. Oh, the punches. This bit, yeah. yeah. Like, like... Yeah, I'm, I'm all game for this. This is the one thing with Affleck's Batman they got right. I thought in the first showing of it. Oh, making like, him brutal as yeah. fuck. And that, my friend, is a Batmobile. Is the money shot. Do you like that Batmobile? I fucking love the look of that Batmobile. I did not think you would like that considering. Honestly. I mean, we'll talk about Batmobiles later, but consider your history of what you like and what right. you don't like. Well, I'll tell you why. Oh, that's obviously going to be the Riddler talking mm. and then that's Bruce Wayne about to go to be seen to take a parade by his father to see a marching band oh yeah I thought it's like crow vibes at the end yeah I think it's very crowy. I mean the the long hair I'm, I'm still unsure about long hair but then after re-watching the Batman mm. films as I've done I feel like long hair is used to convey youth now Maybe. I, I mean, I actually really think Robert Pattinson, when it got first announced, I suppose there's that, like, trepidation of, mm, but then the more you think about it, he's quite icy, like, you know, from what he's done before, Twilight yeah. and stuff like that. I think that will work. I'd love, absolutely love, like, the general atmosphere of it. Yeah. So far. It looks gritty. The Nirvana track is then perfect for that. It sort looks of like, grim as fuck. Yeah, and that that's that should be what it is yeah. like. And it, it's stupid. Like even when you add like Batman Forever, and it's all colourful and whatnot, mm. I still think there was an element of Batman being a dark character in it. Val Kilmer was still a cold sort of like. Well, we'll actor. talk about that, but yeah, well, obviously we're well, coming I'm, up to the other I'm, ones, but like. That is why I don't think the one in the Justice League and things like that have panned out because it just doesn't come across like Affleck's dark enough persona. In but when it was in Batman versus Superman, and he only has a bit of a cameo in it. Well, I know he is in it, but like I know what you mean. It's more it's more gritty and dark when he is in it. Yeah, you don't find out that much about him. But then when they finally got him like into that Justice League and stuff. It just lost it for me, and it's all. I know he smiled and everything, yeah, it... which again, the the Justice League, the new Snyder cut is apparently going to rewrite all of that. Mm. But that's it's something you know. Again, speculation. We'll, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. But I'm totally, I, I'm on board with this. And what is so funny to me is all the people are going, "Oh, holy shit!" Just like you kind of like said, you were a bit funny about Patterson, but then you thought about it. There's people who are, before his trailer going, no. No, not happening. Not my Batman. Not a chance. And since this has come out, I've seen so much backpedalling online. Mm. And I've been saying since day one, 
why why prejudge? Why wait mm. to have a trailer? Chris, even for a joke, posted like when I was like, my boy Pattinson, I know he's going to be fine when they release the trailer. And Chris posted a photo of him in Twilight. Mm. I just responded with a photo of uh, Heath Ledger in Knight's Tale. Yeah. Like, that's my point. These guys. Sales, but, yeah. But, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they are. They, they, you don't think. Just don't assume someone yeah. cannot do the role because the actors. Mm. A good enough actor can take on any role. And he's. Has he I, got, I think got he's an Oscar now or something from the, the Lighthouse well, film? The Lighthouse was, like, bizarre. I don't know if you've seen it. No, yeah, I. It, it is an amazing. Him and. Uh, it's Defoe, isn't Defoe, it? Defoe, William Defoe. Uh, it's incredible performances. It is batshit crazy, that film, though. Um, but. And that, that. Maybe after seeing that, I sort of seen him. Like. I have watched Twilight. It's not really my bag. I, I see it as a bit of a like, you know, teen girl sort of franchise to be mm. fair. But I watched it out of curiosity. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's alright. It's <laughs> it, it's not as bad as people make out. Some pe- some people just are like, oh, Twilight fucking shit. It's a hard wank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I don't know. I d- I don't think it's absolutely trashable. So like, it, he's got some credentials the fella mm. like it's not like he's just complete like you know say like who's the guy from high school musical oh you know if it was him yeah. then yeah okay because he's not done anything other than high school musical he has done a few comedy gigs that have been yeah, quite yeah he good. did he was Ted Bundy uh, yeah but it wasn't very good I thought his Ted Bundy was great I thought the film was shocking but well, yeah. he was good but, but all in on Batman then happy very happy and the the Batmobile, that is, that's, it that's looks a like a proper Batmobile. The, the reason I, you said like, oh, you've got history. With, I, I love a long, traditional. Traditional. Good old fashioned cock. I'll just leave it there. Um, but no, like obviously, I love that the Batman Forever Batmobile and the old old Batmobile from like is it eighty. Nine. You mean 89 Batman? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So obviously they're like the iconic sort of uh, shapes, aren't they, yes. for like Batman? But that looked like I, I didn't like, even though the Dark Knight trilogy is so fucking epic, mm. I hated the Batmobile in that. Because it's just a big tank. Because it's just a tank. Yeah. It's not interesting. And I don't remember... I, what did he have in Batman versus Superman? He has... It, like, it's, oh. a, it's a tank again. Well, that's, that's probably tank. why I don't even remember it. That to me, that to me. Iconic is the Batmobile if I don't even remember it being in the film. But anyway, my memory's shit, so it might be something to do with it. But that looks like a proper Batmobile. It's got a shape at the back of it. I don't know whether there's like a still of it. Yeah, there is. There is. But like, I, I obviously from that footage was just like, oh holy shit, this is an actual Batmobile. They've actually tried to make a full iconic looking Batmobile I think it doesn't look too dissimilar from the 66 Batmobile because it's got that gorgeous like back flame thing it's a it's a mid-engine muscle car oh look at that though and then that's the back but that's what makes it yeah the back right so like obviously it looks like just a normal muscle car but that stuff at the back makes it the Batmobile and I love that we haven't I, I, I said this to Vicky, when we first watched that trailer, right, 
And I said, I can't remember the last time there was a car in a film. That made you go... Like, you think of, like, especially in the 80s, when you had, like, the DeLorean, you had the uh, Ecto-1. Yeah. You know, you've got the Batmobile coming out in the Batman films, and you think these are iconic-looking cars. Even to an extent, I suppose, the Starsky and Hutch car. You've got an entire franchise called Fast and the Furious, and there's not, like, an iconic it's car. It's exactly the, the good cars. They use good like, cars. You know, but, but, like, where's, 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 oh, that's the car from like, Fast and Furious. That is the car from this yeah no I know what you mean you know, Jurassic Park even had the jeeps yeah were, like, iconic but I, I struggle to think of a film in the there's last there's nothing like, like in the Avengers it's even, like... even you think of like Ready Player One they were using cars from other films yeah, they were using the uh, DeLorean and all sorts so yeah. you know where, where, what has happened to that well maybe this is a kickstarter but, hell yeah I'm fucking on board for that oh good thousand percent well, that was... and obviously I don't usually get a Giddy on trailers. No. So it's, it's won me right over. Right, so... Well, that's, that's settled that then, yeah. We're both excited for Batman, and I, I, I don't think there's anyone outside of this podcast that would be shocked by that. No. Um, so the next thing maybe to talk about would be the... Uh, it's Batman-themed, the Suicide Squad film yeah. that was uh james gunn finally showed us some stuff so if you want to pop it in so gary this is the trailer this is the it's kind of it's a featurette so it shows some uh some scenes from the film but then it's mostly uh behind the scenes that. stuff uh no First that's the one. game no that's a game oh. um okay keep going you'd have to type in featurette i have a feeling featurette Featurette, yeah. God almighty, I'm testing my uh, spelling skills now. It's a, well, it's an F, not a P. <laughs> Featurette. Guys, <laughs> how has that not come up? Because, for starters, I've just noticed you spelled suicide with a French accent. <laughs> suicide. <laughs> suicide. I you could do that. Oh, you've done it. Uh, it's that first one, so oh, yeah, I'll, uh, yeah, we'll watch that and then we'll talk about it. From... Is this a direct follow-on? Yeah. Yes, apparently. So... I mean, it looks like he's using a lot of live action, which is weird because he's stated that he's... This film has more CGI in it than all the Marvel movies combined. This one is completely unique. This is a gritty 1970s war movie combined with the brilliance of James Gunn's characters and comedy. So James Gunn wrote this and directed it. The Suicide Squad is just a twisted fantasy of characters. Within each of our characters, there's a certain beauty. Look, that was Weasel. Some of them are just pretty crappy through and through. That's what I mean. I feel like somebody's... Captain America. The guy who believes so he, in peace at any cost. So these aren't characters from the comics. They are. They are, but they're like proper D-list characters. Right, so right. Have to dig he, he's just took them and said, well, obviously no one else is using them, so I know. Yeah, well, yeah, well, James Gunn as well. He's like a massive comic book fan. No, so yeah, that's, that's sad. He's just gone, he knew what he wanted to do, and he was like, I know exactly the characters I can use, and no one's going to have a problem because no one's using these characters anyway. If I kill them, no one will give a shit. movie I've ever made. I don't think that you know what to expect. Don't get too attached. People have noticed little things like on the back of Harley's back now, it used to have a tattoo saying property of Joker and now it says property of no one. Like he's added loads of little details, like everything. There you go. I mean, 
It looks flashy. It does look flashy, and it's James Gunn, and the last time he took a bunch of characters that no one knew anything about, Guardians of the Galaxy happened. I'm willing to watch it, I think. Oh, are you? Oh, good. Oh, good, Gary. Are you willing to watch it? <laughs> I'm sure James Gunn will go, oh, my God, Gary. Gary from the Talking Lily TV podcast is willing to watch my we film. We are the pinnacle of <laughs> podcasting. Um, but anyway, I think the only reason that, like, I just cannot get excited by that enough to be like, ooh, because of how bad the first one was. Yeah, but the first one which we talked about on the last podcast when we talked about cuts and stuff, David Ayer's has like, said like, this about an hour, hour and a half of footage. Well, then, it, shot re- it's irrelevant No, but it, was, it got messed around with... He's been told, you have got full control of this. That's, we that's we fucked around too I, much. I hope it's great. I really do, because the last one was fucking shit. I mean, that is a thing. I feel like that is a weird thing that people forget, that we do actually wish films do well. Yeah, no one wants to. No one wants to see want, a, a film to, sit to do that. Suicide Squad one again. Yeah. I'm not but, Chris Wakefield. Yeah, <laughs> actively does it once a month, <laughs> like some kind of sadomasochist. <laughs> I don't understand the, that boy. Yeah, I do want to sit through Hellboy. Oh no, yeah, exactly. That's a good point. You love Hellboy, um, but yeah, that was bad. That's Batman related because of obviously Suicide Squad. Um, uh, yeah, I, I assume there is no. Date. No, there's no Batman. There's no. No, Joker. We, as we know, we don't know. There's no Batman. There's definitely no Joker. Um, we know it's finished filming. Mm-hmm. It's still due for 2021. Is it's just in heavy post production. All the footage has been. What shot. comes out fair? Obviously, they're not connected, are they? The new Batman. No, again. That. So they, they even settled this. They said that the new Batman film is set on Earth Two. So the if you read the comics. And you just looked at me. <laughs> you, the look you gave me was, um, excuse me, baking powder. Um, I get this different. Well, they call Earth. So Earth Prime in DC is the main continuity where everything happens, and that's technically what all the DC films of recent have been. DC EU. DC EU is Earth Prime. What's the E for? Extended. Fuck off. Exactly. Drop that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's because people refer to the comics as the DC Universe, so they have to kind of come up with a new one. Oh, um, so, yeah, it's Earth Prime is this, and Earth 2 is going to be Batman, which means it's technically like an Elseworld world, like it, it's separate. But from what I'm reading, they are going to keep going down this route, and the Flash film that comes out might just close the DC Extended Universe and make these, the this Earth 2 thing a prime right, thing. Okay. It's all... And, uh, I mean, this is... A, it's obviously going to get a bit messy because we're going to have, obviously, the Affleck Batman in the Flash. When's the Flash due? Well, we've not only got the Affleck Batman in the Flash, but apparently we're going to have Keaton's Batman in the Flash. Oh, what? Have you not so, heard this? Did we not talk about this? Multiverse. Oh, yeah, Multiverse is happening. And, like, right. Keaton's Batman is... is he's, he's signed up, he's on. And he's, he is Batman. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just smiled heavily. Well, then. Uh, it's that fanboy fucking like. Uh, well, I wasn't gonna watch it, but, but now, now I'm definitely gonna watch it just uh, out of intrigue. Yeah. I really did not like the Flash. No, I didn't. In Justice League. But I, and it, it's the same guy, isn't it? Yeah, Ezra Miller. Who yeah. on the, at DC Fandom? He's a guy I've never found funny and I've never liked. But at DC Fandom, he actually was, was genuinely right. funny. Um, but. Yeah, in the in the grand scheme of things, to actually null it down to what it really means is, I think DC are going right. 
we'll just end this universe on a bang and let's just start again. And let's start where we should have started with Batman. But did they have to do what Marvel are doing? Why well, do they no, 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 no. So that's the thing. There's rumour has it that they're just going to close this off. And then just do separate films. Yes. Again. Thanks but for that. Yes, that's the rumour. Look, I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe and I do love a lot of films in it. But that's their thing now. And they've managed Don't to... Don't try and emulate it. No one failed. successfully emulated it. No yeah, one. Exactly. I, I just think what has always worked with DC films yeah. has been the sort of separatist sort of like, well, you know, this is just... <laughs> they're, they're, not, they're not coming in. Alright, fucking Clone Wars reference over there. The Separatists. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I feel like, as we'll talk about with all these, mm-hmm. the, the the standalone Batman films were I mean, good because they stood alone. They hinted at stuff. Like, I think in one they mentioned Metropolis. Yeah. In another one they mentioned Superman. That's fine. But that's grand. Yeah. But we don't need you to try and connect everything together. Yeah. And what's... I've always said this about DC, and it's obviously not a popular opinion because they sell shit tons, but I always thought the Avengers, even though they were a mishmash of different characters, they worked because there was some fluidity and mm. some connections there. I always thought the Justice League were five, six people who just did not belong together. Yeah. Wonder Woman and Superman kind of have a thing. Other than that, why the fuck is Batman with them all? Mm. Aquaman is very much just Superman underwater, almost unnecessary. Don't need them two together. Um, Green Lantern is from space again bringing him down to earth it just always seemed like taking these characters and I just don't ever feel when I, when I read a Justice League comic mm. I don't think these characters should be interacting no I think that's the. I think that shows more than anything in, in the films mm. because obviously even in the comics you've probably got more time to sort of grow to the build them up no, whereas, no, no. especially when you're just throwing them all in all at once. What we had Batman versus Superman first, didn't we? And then it was Justice League, from what I remember. And it was like, what? Like, There's... oh, we'd had Wonder Woman as well, I guess. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, there was no. Like... No, you know what? We hadn't. Batman. Um, sorry, we, yeah, we had. Came out before. Wonder Just Woman. no. Wonder Woman came out before Justice League, but Wonder Woman was in Batman v Superman for no real reason. Yeah, didn't she just like? She comes in to Turn fight at the, at the end. end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I like, there's loads of stuff like that. Whereas in the comics, there's a true build-up. Like, if you read the New 52 mm. uh, comics, when they started, they started everyone separately. And then the New 52 Justice League run's really good. Because the whole beginning of it is about them meeting each well, other for the first the time. Don't yeah, it's and like... it's actually dead entertaining. I've never read on from there, but my problem after that is I want to end it there. Because it was nice seeing them all meet each other and learn to fight together and beat this mm. enemy but at the very end, when it's like they're together, you can, even the guy writing it makes it out like they're uncomfortable with this and they feel mm. a bit weird. I'm like, yeah, I am. They don't belong together. Mm. They're a bunch of solo people who, when the time needs, they come together, but they shouldn't be a constant team. It's no. weird. But anyway, hashtag I digress. <laughs> um, right, let's get into the meat and potatoes, what you've hopefully tuned in for. We're going to talk about Batman, like, Yay. fuck. But this all came because you said you decided to watch all the Batmans. Yeah. And then Thank be- you, lockdown. Yeah, and then because of you did that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to do that again. I've literally, this in the past eight days, I did the final one this morning. Um, so I'm fresh as a fucking daisy on all these. So what I thought would be fun would be to watch the trailer of each Batman before we talk about it. Because we did this, you weren't here for this, but we once did a... 
we did Spider-Man, me and Chris and uh, Fight Star John did all the Spider-Mans. And we decided to watch a trailer for each Spider-Man before we talked about it. And it did was quite interesting because obviously times have changed since those trailers have come out. And it's a very weird... There you go. There's the official trailer. So I'm going to watch. Obviously, it all began in 1989 with Tim Burton's Batman. So this is the trailer. So I've never seen this of you. No, I don't think I've seen any of them. So <laughs> this will be interesting. Gaz, well, maybe the Dark Knight one. No, that's what I mean, but I don't... You can skip the ad, Gaz. Oh. We're not being sponsored. <laughs> We're not sponsored. Classic. Look at that. It's not even shaking. Was this in the what film? What the fuck is this? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I, was I, that in it? I don't remember. That looks shit. No, it is. <laughs> this is before post-production. <laughs> it's from Batman with <laughs> guns and rockets. What on earth? Vicky Vale. What? This is weirdly caught. <laughs> Where's the music? <laughs> this can't be right. It, no, it will be. Mate, trailers have come a long way. Oh, man, this is weird. It's so disjointed. Yeah. I feel like it, I took some of it. it needs music. <laughs> and so far, it's literally only cool, shown... Cool, <laughs> I just like how it's just shown Batman killing people. I feel like he said it better than that in the film. That seems a bit... Da- My life is really... There's a bit of music. Huh? That is a weird trailer. <laughs> that was even like Austin Powers at the end. <laughs> that, was... that is nothing like the film. I that I don't know. I mean, what... the only thing I would say is I quite like a trailer being a bit like that. No, I, I, it's a bit too disjointed. Don't get me wrong, yeah, but yeah. I don't like it when it gives away lines too much or like you wouldn't have a fucking clue what you were going to watch there no i mean that's that's one thing but without the music it did seem like you you said it just disjointed that was a fucking yeah i mean car crash of a trailer that felt like it was like put just like by like some teenager who's on work experience or something just like (laughs) you know it's just like like college students it's like i'm back (laughs) <laughs> and then it would just cut to like the Joker's line or something. Like some guy trying to figure out how to use like some film editing software, but hasn't quite got. I don't know to put music on yet, but this is what yeah. I've come up with so far. <laughs> um, so yeah, Batman '89, where it all began. We we know a bit about this from especially the last podcast with the Tim Burton and mm. Superman Lives. This is always fun to return to for me. Yeah, I mean, this is just. It, it is great. I can see why so many people still think it's the best Batman. Yeah. You know, like it's got the right uh, image of, like, it's it's comic booky, but it's dark. Yeah. And it's, it, I love the look of Gotham in, in all of the, the sort of earlier ones. 
Right. Because it feels like you're reading... It's like... Like it's epic it, as It's fuck. a comic book. Yeah. On screen. That's the way I've always thought of it. Somewhere Chris just like cried a single tear because that's a, that's exactly how he describes his favourite films. Like it's a comic book on screen. Yeah. They, they, I think these got it more right than like... Than any... Yeah. Obviously, I'm, I'm referring to them as a collective in a weird way. Mm. But like, it's because I think everything... Up, up, certainly Batman, Batman Returns... And even Batman Forever made me feel like that. That like that it ha- it's the colours in it. It's yeah. Tim Burton is fantastic at like what he's done with with this. I think because it, it really does look superb. It was him, and there was obviously there was executive producers who got involved, and that's why there's actually a noticeable difference. Like you said, there's colours in this. Mm. If you go to the next one, which obviously we'll go to in a bit, a bit Batman Returns, there's a very much a lack of colour. Mm. Um, it feels black and white. That one, doesn't it? Because but, well, obviously but I this is because in this one he were, he he didn't have full control. He had right. a, a, he had a large amount of control, but not full. There's stuff he didn't want to do, um, I, which is not that interesting. But yeah, that's why there's a big a lot of color. But Keat, like the stuff isn't. I love stuff in this. Like Keaton is on fire. Yeah, Keaton is fantastic. Like, like walking around, like when they're going through the armory, the armory or that room full of armor. And like they're slagging him off, and he's just there behind them, like, mm, yes, yeah, I can see why you think mm. that. That's just that's a great scene, and, then yeah. go, and how would you know? He's, All right, Bruce Wayne, just <laughs> yeah. very calmly, and and then he just gives him a grant. And he says, "Oh, have a grant." <laughs> I I love him. I think he's so he's perfect, Bruce Wayne and Batman. There's just distinct difference between uh, them, cast wise as well. Like that's probably like the big thing with this is like you know Keaton is fantastic Batman, and then his opposite. Jack Nicholson. I mean, oh. you, can't, you can't get much bigger as getting a Jack Nicholson to play the Joker. I know. It, like, it's just at the insane. time, I think that's what sold it because yeah. Keaton, when he was cast, not unlike again, mm. I've said this before about Pattinson, he was totally like not wanted for this. Yeah. So they got letters. We've talked about this. They've got they had letters and complaints because he was like a sitcom actor mm. for comedy, and everyone was like, "This is wrong," and lo and behold. No, he was perfect, but Nicholson, I feel, was the draw, is what Didn't got people it, in. Obviously, this comes from like our last podcast, and what we watched was the, uh, Superman Lives. Mm. But didn't they say there was like one particular thing where you realised he had crazy eyes or something? It was like the executive producer or something. Oh, that was um, that that crazy ass bastard saying like he um, was it John John someone something or Jeff like, something? Yeah, I think it was John something, but but he said like. He always wanted that. He just said Batman should have, like you can tell when someone's a bit of a psycho, a bit weird because they have the crazy eyes. When mm. I could see Keaton had the crazy yeah. eyes, and then the scene that showed it is a bit where he goes, you know, let's get nuts. Yeah, that bit is where he's got him. Um, there is some, I mean, there's things that are like controversial. Batman killing people, but as Burton always said, like he didn't think it was realistic that a guy who would turn to doing this sort yeah. of stuff wouldn't kill people mm. he would have a moral compass about this not a chance he would he would kill people um one thing that after uh, on the rewatch i don't know about you but after when i rewatched this one thing that threw me was you know vicky vale the girl uh, the love interest yeah oh god who is it that plays oh it? i don't know fucking yeah i, I know what you mean though i've never really cared for her in the film she, I, she just seemed to be there to be to just scream at the top of her lungs every so often but the bit we're in the in the Batcave, and it's them to like you know, Alfred has got her into the Batcave. 
to finally show Bruce you can trust her. You need to like you and this woman could be actually a great partnership. Um, that the entire scene in there, I didn't know what was going on. I thought that the dialogue was so bizarre. It was, I was like, oh, so this is a bit where they decide they're going to hook up or talking about hooking up. And the dialogue's like something that was Shakespeare. It was really words people wouldn't use. And I just, I sat there. And then when it got to the end, I think I was watching with Eva, turned to Eve and went, what, what happened? <laughs> what was that about? And Eve just shrugged. She was like, I don't know, actually. It's really, if anyone That's decides to give this a rewatch. I'm trying to like, Pluck it out of my head now, it's, but it's the, not something that I've picked up on. There's no iconic line said. It's just, it, you can memorise a lot of this film, you can recall it, but Jesus Christ, it was a really odd bit in the film that made me go, ooh, I, I kind of, I'd cut mm. that out now. Um, Kim Basinger was... Kim Basinger, it was. Yeah, there's some, no, like, what, what's your favourite scene in this film? It's Jack Nicholson, to be honest, like well, it's, uh, it, the, just, a Jack Nicholson scene. Well, no, obviously the one where like he's doing the whole, all of like the have you ever danced in the pale blue moonlight or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. Is. I just love. Have you ever danced like, with the devil in the pale that's, moonlight? That's it. I just love like he is an amazing Joker. Like to be fair, it's so hard to say. You know, like when it always comes up, like you know who's better. You know. Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, because mm. they're so different. Like I love Jack Nicholson's Joker because it, it it's a lot more comic booky, I mm. think. But yeah, I just I love that scene where he's sort of like he's been round in a chair or something, or is he in the dark when he first has like the face? What what, what is and it? He, when the guy walks in? The, yeah, the, uh, yeah. No, he's sat in the chair. His ex, his boss comes in. And like obviously he doesn't expect him to be alive, but he's kind of in the dark so you yeah, can't see him. Makes says a few lines and he stands up so you can see what he looks like. And the guy's like, oh, and then he starts shooting him yeah. and he's like dancing while shooting him, like pow pow, pow pow, <laughs> like that. Um my favourite scene, which I didn't really realise how much I enjoyed until the rewatch, was the fight in the belfry at the end. Oh yeah. Him like the, I, I was watching it going, I feel this is where Snyder took Affleck's fight in the warehouse from. Mm. It was very... He's just kicking the shit out of people. Like, <laughs> he knocks a guy down the entire belfry. Like, no... Like, picks him up, throws him, and he shows him, like, he, he did not live. He did not survive <laughs> that. And he's just jumping through walls, and Joker's, like, dancing about in the background. Yeah. It's, again, very comic booky, But I heavily enjoyed that. I, I actually think that I forgot how good that scene was. Yeah. That. Um, how... What would you give it out of 10? Ooh, this is difficult, actually. I'm trying to think, like... Because, obviously, I have everything rated on IMDb, so it'll be interesting. I, I'm going to say I would give this an 8. An 8? An 8. So, shall we see what I actually... I gave it an 8. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I'm consistent. I'll do that with everyone to see if it I'd changes give it, at all. I'd give it a 9. I feel like... I thought it was a 10, but on a rewatch... Sounds awful. On a rewatch... It was that, that scene with Vicky Vale that really threw me. And then a couple of little, little itty titty bits, but nothing worth mentioning. That mm. made me go, I think I, there's a one I prefer more than this. Um, that's sort of like, eight sounds quite low. It sounds harsh, doesn't it? I know, that's why. But I mean. it's only because I think, like, I think there's a different level between this and some of the other ones. I mean, I think, I think the story the story's clever as well. Like, I, yeah. I I like the idea that Joker puts all the, like, 
poison in the makeup, so all the TV presenters look like dog shit on telly. <laughs> with, I, was, I was laughing my ass off. Every crime he commits is genuinely funny, yeah. and it's a joker crime. Yeah. Like, Kit, like, destroying the museum to make his own... He's like, I'm an artist. And I was like, that's <laughs> that's cool, that. I like that. He's not, not an anarchist, he's just an artist. <laughs> and he just wants to make, make art. Um, yeah, no, I do enjoy that a lot. I've got a few facts about it. Okay. I th- thought this would be quite interesting. So it made... Four hundred and eleven million at the box office. It's quite a lot. Is immediately criticised by crit- critics. Said it was too dark for Batman. All right. Okay. Um, but obviously that didn't. People didn't care. People. Yeah. That's what people wanted. Um, since then, Tim Burton has said a few things about the film. He feels like so. He asked Prince to do two songs for the film, or at least the studio asked right. Prince to do two songs for the film. Prince watched the film, loved it, and as Prince did, went, you know what, I'll do a whole album for you. <laughs> Tim Burton was not happy. Because it was too much. It was too much. He was like, okay, I guess good. <laughs> and then he said like he struggled to find places for Prince's music to fit in the film, mm. which I think is very apparent. Like, yeah. I, I've never liked the Prince songs. It's I've... weird, because I, I do like the songs on the Prince Batman album. Like, there's good songs on there, but I did always sort of think, well, what? there's such an odd sort of, like, fit in a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's, but, you know, it's Prince, so he gets away with it. Yeah, it? he just gets what he wants, doesn't yeah. he? But I never like the Prince songs, um, come at me, everyone, I don't give a shit. Um, and he's also, since then, he said that, Tim Burton said, he thinks the film, it's okay, but it was more of a cultural phenomenon than a great movie. Oh, so he's again. So he'd probably agree that it should be an eight out of ten. Maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe he would. And just as we're talking casting, um, funnily enough, you know, we did when we did Superman Lives. I told mm. you about casting choices. Yeah. I don't know. How I missed all these. Maybe because I was looking at films that never were. Yeah. So Joker. People considered for Joker, like heavily considered, and maybe even auditioned was Tim Curry. I could I could see that though because that's a sort of not not that I'm saying he's like looks the same as Jack Nicholson but I could imagine similar vibe. Well, he he, he went on to be the Batman animated series Joker mm. until he was too unwell to do it anymore, yeah. and then they, that, had, they had to re. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, William Defoe. Back in the day, now I don't know how young he looked back then. Yeah. I know people say they would have him now as as Joker. Yeah. Um, Robin, uh, he's a great actor though, isn't he? So. No, he is. Robin Williams. I, I knew that was gonna come up. You know when when you first said, "Oh, people who would considered," I thought he's gonna say Robin Williams as the joke, but obviously he's a funny guy. So yeah. I suppose there's that sort of like connection. I think it would have been too light. I think it would have been too Robin Williams. Yeah, like, no, that, that's stupid. Um, it's Jack fucking Nicholson. So you know, but Jack Nicholson's done dark before. No, and... I, yeah. He has, but I just think Robin Williams. It would have been too much. Mm. Robin Williams, maybe. Uh, well, yeah. Way. I don't yeah. know why I think that. I, I'm, I wouldn't have wanted it. I don't think that would have been good. Um, James Woods. Who's James Woods? James Woods. Ooh, piece of candy. Ooh, piece of candy. <laughs> what? You don't know James Woods? Who's James he, Woods? He played the voice of Hades and Hercules. Oh fuck off! I mean, he's a fucking voice. Um, James Woods. He's also isn't he the, the 
Isn't he the guy who was in... What was the film where the worms came out the ground? Oh. Uh, you know James Woods. No, uh, maybe he tr- wasn't. Uh, Tremors. Yeah, I don't know if he was in Tremors. Maybe I'm getting confused. This dude. Oh, yeah, I know his face. Yeah, he was He was considered. Nah. Um, no. Um, and David Bowie. As who? Joker. Fucking hell. I'm feeling pretty freaky, Batman. <laughs> no, no, I love Bowie, but no. But no, no, it on Bowie. Do you know that's the other thing, right? Obviously, aesthetically. Yes. Why have we not had a bat suit with the bright yellow for ages? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's so fucking good. It, it is it's such a like. I know, like, obviously the the the. Uh, Dark Knight, you know, they're trying to make it a bit more like realistic, I guess, not not as comic booky. But I, I just think it's a, it's such. It a waste. doesn't look cheesy to me. It's not no, like it's just pops, doesn't it? It's it, like it, looking. It, it's like fucking <laughs> yellow. It's so Batman. weird you said that. It is so weird. I want everyone now who who is listening to this podcast taking out the gas. Just said that that it pops. Taking out of that for <laughs> for further on in the episode, just for now. Um, yeah. But no, I'm with you. But then again, that's why I think aesthetically this wasn't what Tim Burton wanted because we said there's colour, there's a lot of yellow, there's a lot of purples and stuff. And as we said, the next one it went noir. Um, We did still have the yellow logo, but they definitely toned it down. Um, But again, there was there was stuff as well. Whilst you're finding that, there was stuff cut from the film. Um, There was a scene where he was going to ride a horse through Gotham, um, but it was cut because. Why was it? Why was why he? Why was he riding a horse? Oh, in like a John Wick way. It was like the only thing he could get about on. So he he grabs a horse and runs through Gotham. Okay. Um, but it was cut for two reasons. One, it was meant to be filmed in the day, and apparently the bat suit looked shit in the day. That's why it's all at night time. The budget just couldn't make it look good in the day. Right. He couldn't even turn his head. That's why there's a joke in one of the later Nolan films where he goes, "It'd be nice if I could turn my head." Because I like little jokes like that that run through. I can't remember which one it is. It might be Batman Forever, where obviously after Catwoman it says, or maybe it is in the Dark Knight ones again. Is it the one we make a Vicky Vale like, reference? Oh no, Batman Returns. Something like it'll be good against cats. It's Lucius Fox. Yes, yeah, it. Because, yeah, it is. It is. It's yeah, such it a says. good line. Um, but and the the other reason they cut it was so Kim Basinger wasn't going to be Vicky Vale. It was another woman. Can't remember her name. And they were filming that scene. They were going to film that scene in the script. Mm. So to rehearse for it, she went on horse riding lessons and broke her leg. So then couldn't play the part at all. And then the scene was cut anyway. That's brilliant. Fucking harsh, <laughs> isn't it? Right, so this is the trailer for Batman Returns. I think I've seen this because I think that it used to be on a VHS that I owned. Right. So I think I've seen this, but we'll see. More people come to U-Switch to find their broadband energy and mobile... But we are not sponsored by U-Switch, anyone watching this? <laughs> That's just some stupid... No one is going to pay for YouTube premiums. <laughs> just give us it for free. Oh, music. Oh, it's better than the last trailer. Yeah. Still looks like it's in pre-production. Oh, you got a narrator. Not a man, though. Remember, remember 90s movie narrator? Movie man. Wasn't he great? Ooh. Coming to a cinema near you. Yeah, this looks much better. 
I mean, you can see how older it's much more pale. She's amazing in this film. Yeah. That's my favourite line as well. Oh, I would have been pissed off in the back in the day because that's my favourite line. Wouldn't want that in the trailer. Still got the yellow pop. Yeah, that's what I mean. The yellow. He's still got the yellow, but instead he just tones everything down. It's making out that it's a total just Batman Catwoman yeah. story, yeah. isn't it? It's completely playing down Penguin. Oh. <laughs> this is... I mean, it's quite clever. It's still not giving the story away at all, is it? Which is what we like about trailers. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, to the very beginning. Is that parade or something? What? Three school things? I don't know, maybe that's just my memory being Your memory's shit, no, at the very start when he when that present pops open. And he's gotta do this this entire fight scene. Oh, this was kick ass this. You missed. Bam. <laughs> it was definitely a bigger budget. They finally got a bigger budget. And he kills, yeah, he throws the bomb down there and kills him. Okay. That's, uh, still not, still not the best trailer in the world. Well, it was obviously an increase from the first one. That first one was just scatty, wasn't it? At least yeah. that looks like the trailer. <laughs> yeah, it was scatty. That's the best way to put it. Uh, I mean, I was actually, like, I obviously what Batman Returns, like, numerous times but obviously on this rewatch the thing that really stuck out you said it during the trailer to be fair but Michelle Pfeiffer is just fucking outstanding in this film she is on another level in this film I think she like actually made the film yeah like all the way through it like just the portrayal of it it's just it's perfect It, it is like the total dual identity she yeah. matches Keaton perfectly by playing like this person does not look like they could be remotely capable of mm. doing this but they are and, it's, and it was that line when she does all those backflips every time it makes me howl with laughter all them backflips and she just stops in front of Penguin and Batman clearly not realising mm. they're going to be there and almost like stuck for words just goes oh. like a teenager just goes meow <laughs> <laughs> and then it all explodes and I burst out laughing every time because it's so it's so well delivered, that meow. I just think, like, all of the best scenes are with her in it. Yeah, in they film. are. Like, I, I love, actually, when she just, like, basically falls out the window and all the cats, like, Mon- come and... Munch on Whatever you call it. And they're, they're, now, this it. is what me and Eve... Eve was like, wait, so... how? Because Eve hadn't watched these in ages, and she went, I kind of remember this, but I kind of don't remember... Why does she get powers? I mean, she doesn't get powers, and went okay, but why do the cats come to her? Because she feeds them, they're, and they're just going to rescue her. And she was like, right. And then I went, but they do stop eating her, if I remember. <laughs> and it just shows them nibbling the end of her fingers, and then yeah, she just goes weird as fuck. Yeah, 
But I love that scene when she first walks back into her apartment oh, and, and just like destroys drinking it. the milk and stuff. I just think it's so fucking good. And well, I also like the fact that it makes that's what Eve pointed out. Eve went, This is someone who isn't mentally sane anyway, because mm. what mentally sane woman in her apparent thirties or whatever mm. Would have a room of a ten-year-old. Remember, she had dolls' houses um, and all right, sorts. Right, right, yeah. So Eve was like, she's already clearly a little unstable, and then that maybe the knock to the head from the fall was just mm. what pushed her over the edge. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's so much. I think this is my favorite. Do you? Yeah. I, That's I, interesting because I don't think it's as good as Batman. 1. Oh no, I I I disagree, and I don't know if it's because I think this is the first one I watched. I that, never. I didn't see eighty nine until yeah. I was about twenty. I see. I my my first is Batman Forever, so I missed both of these until after Batman Forever. Oh, so you, oh, that's why. Oh, that's why Kilmer's your yeah. fave. He was your first Batman. So like, I I just think like that we've sort of briefly spoke about it, but aesthetically, I didn't like it as much. Like, I like the fact that Batman One popped a lot more. Oh my god, we're gonna literally have a cat, cat fight. fight. The cats, <laughs> listeners of the pod, know that when we do this, there is the talk noticed me cats in the background. There was a moment there where I thought we were gonna have a full on cat fight, but I mean, Jaeger still doesn't look pleased to be honest. But... Oh, they're gonna scrap these two. Oh, brilliant. Um, so like, I, 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 I do like the sort of noiry. It's a bit more like dark. I said when you said about color. Mm. this felt like a black and white I know it's not do you get what I mean but it it feels like they have stripped the colour out of it but to me a bit too much I know what you mean because especially when I watched it at one point I turned to Eve and did a great agree with you and went it's like a black and white film this because, um, but it also helps that it's set in winter Mm. so it's going to be there's a lot of white there's going to be a lot of white and then I've always said to Chris that I always forget because Chris calls it a Christmas film because it's set at Christmas but again, for a Christmas film in winter, mm. it there's so lack of colour. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't even, I forget it's Christmas. I think it is just like it is black and white. A lot of like all the characters, like obviously Michelle Pfeiffer's face is like it's sort of pale, like pale black outfit. Keaton's black outfit. Penguin is pale. Pen, Penguin is black and white. Even like Christopher Walken, I can't remember. Christopher Walken looked quiet. exactly like his character from the what's the one with the headless horseman? Max Power or something like Max, that. Not Max. What's his Power? Name? <laughs> what fucking Homer Simpson's car- <laughs> name? What's um, his name? Max. No, it's not Max. Oh God! It's not Max oh. Spielman because that's it's a something a, like that. Sorry, it's Max. Think of it now. Someone Maxwell. Oh, or whatever he's called. Christopher Walken, oh. by the way, I always forget he's in this film. I did. And as soon as this he started, is what, I was like, oh, Christopher Walken. He, I do it every time. I go, oh, yeah, Christopher Walken. And he's so good in this film yeah. as well. I love him in it. But again, I, he's quite a pale character. Yeah. He, it's, he's, it's very it's very dry. Yeah. He's, he's, and I think that is why, like, as much as I do like it, I don't think it's as good as the first one for me because of that. The humour is dark as fuck mm. as well. Like, the joke, like he makes a joke about killing her and then kills her. Yeah. Um, the like the penguin, which by the way, Danny DeVito was born to play that role. It is, it is good. It's great. I, I feel like that the penguin. Only I mean, thing, that penguin. Yeah. Not uh, not the penguin, but as, that as penguin, penguin at that time. I think he was great, but like I think the thing that sort of comes off as as probably being less. Hmm. Because of what it followed, he's following a Jack Nicholson Joker. 
that's what how most people watch Batman then watch Batman Returns. It's not Jack Nicholson as a joke. It's funny how you say that because yeah, when I was reading up from a facts um about this one thing I read a lot of critics say that DeVito, whilst good, just is not it's full, not the fill same the shoes height. that Nicholson left. Now, Catwoman is brilliant. Yeah. So alright, you you're not getting the joke, but I do think it's a fantastic Michelle Pfeiffer performance as Catwoman. Yeah. So you're getting that, but I do feel like that's why this comes off as a weaker film for me. I see. I liked the whole Penguin story because Penguin's just trying to get like a little bit of revenge on the classes that affected him, and then fucking Christopher Walken's character comes in and goes like, "We can go further. We can make you mayor mm. and everything, and you can give you." And it's like a politicized story mm. of political turmoil, which is very Gotham to me. Or we've had mob mobs in the Joker. Let's go political with the Penguin, which makes sense because he's all about money, and it's again goes against Bruce Wayne, who's also about money. That that guy, he's gotta be. And then yeah, you've got. Pfeiffer coming in as Catwoman to introduce a bit of anarchy to the whole mm. thing, which is great. And I thought the mix always worked really well. Of the love triangle between them, of like Penguin constantly after her, she using him to get a Batman. Yeah. And then the the, the heel turn where she goes, "Oh, I'm not going to like sleep with you," and he's like, "Ah, you you lied to me, you broad." <laughs> and then he just like hangs her by an umbrella and sends her off into the earth. Yeah. I love all of that. And then. Her arc is the best arc. Yeah. Her arc is... Like, don't get me wrong. Pen- Penguin's arc is a tragedy, a tale of tragedy. Mm. That's why it ends how it does. Her arc is fascinating and great to watch. And I get I get what you're saying, but... I thought, also think this was weird that this was still was a, a PG-13 in America. Or as we would have it, a PG. Or, I don't remember... I think it was a 12 over here. I th- I've, I've, I, I feel like... I don't think like, anything like, overtly like where it wouldn't have been there. Dude, like... He talked like Danny DeVito is like going, Oh, there's a pussy I'm after. Yeah, like that. But... And then there's like loads of him like overtly like touching some girl's breasts to put a badge on and Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was twelve because the the video VHS cover was very cool, you know, it was black and then mm. in like a Queen Bohemian Rhapsody style, you had all the faces yeah, on top of each that, other, like so. in a three totem pole. Mm. And I vaguely remember there was a red logo which must have been a twelve, but yeah, in America, it got slated for being made a PG-13, and everyone said it should not have been. It should have been oh, more. Right. Okay. Um, out of ten, Gary? Well, seven for me. Really? Yeah. I know you said you prefer 89, but Shall I we really... Have a look? We'll have a look. That feels harsh. Only because I'm thinking, well, obviously, like, I gave Batman eight. Yeah, seven. Fucking hell. Um, I gave Batman eight, and I, I do think that that is above this. So that makes sense. I, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm going to give it a 10. I, I, I don't have any issues My with word. any part of it. I enjoy it through and through. I don't... I, I can't think of anything where I go, I change that. The, also, something we've not talked about, but we should because it's this and the last one. The music is amazing. The score by... Is it Danny Elfman? Mm. Who did the original so, score. Yeah. Um, that... Batman, classic Batman, so to do that he was using the animated series as well. It's fantastic and really makes a massive difference in all these. And no, that's it. So in the first one, yeah, Prince songs are fucking thrown in. 
in this it is all it's pure yes, elfman yeah. and it's it works a lot i definitely think me. that works better than just throwing in odd print songs in yeah but what i will say is the next film that we're going to talk oh, about God. the soundtrack is fucking phenomenal well before we get that <laughs> let's talk about the some little facts about batman returns so yeah it didn't do as well at the box office made 282 million That's so a big drop off isn't it, it is a big drop off i didn't realize it was That's that bad what from, so that's a hundred and something. A hundred and twenty million difference that is. Um, more hundred and thirty million. It was that, that would suggest to me, like obviously what we've just watched with the Superman Lives, where sort of the producers get more control again mm. to turn it back round, and that's probably why Burton's gone. Well, well, here's the like, thing. So there's a guy called Ham. I think I don't know if he's called John Ham, and he was partly in. Like when they did Batman 89, he had a lot of script ideas, a lot of influence. On this, when they were coming up with it, he had some ideas, and this is where Burton went, look, I need full control. And they got rid of him and his script. So in his original script, Robin was going to be in this as well. Wow. He was going to be a mechanic uh, that worked on the Batmobile. Okay. And uh, Vicky Vale was still going to be in it, and in the end, the final part was Batman defeats Catwoman and Penguin, who stayed together. Defeats them both and marries Vicky Vale. How very different. Yes. But then Tim Burton got a hold of it and he demanded that um, scriptwriters and himself find a way to make it, and I quote, not a sequel. He doesn't consider it a sequel. He said he wanted everything that was in the original Batman 89 to be kind of removed right. in any... So the so one although that... Batman is the same, he wants it. He wanted totally it to be different. completely separate, although there is a, there is still a reference to where uh, uh, Keaton, who again is fantastic in this film, better again. I think that's why I get a ten for me. Mm. He's better in this film than in, even in the first one. Um, Slates Alfred for letting Vicky Vale, and he mentions mm. Vicky Vale and that they came in, but apparently Burton still doesn't really consider it a sequel. Roger Ebert gave it two stars out of four, which is a bad film review for him. Um, he, but he put in his film review, this is not a bad film, but superheroes and noir do not go together. Mm. Similar to what you were saying, you thought it was a bit too black I, and white. I think it was a bit too lack of colour, but then... I feel like you could do a black and white Batman. Yeah. It would have to be shot, like, proper... Black and white. Black and white and noir the fuck out of it, like he is just a detective sort of thing. Yeah, I'd, love, I'd like that, actually. Yeah. Um, and Catwoman... The people who were auditioning to play her included Sher. <laughs> oh, that would be just bizarre. <laughs> Do you believe in life after love, Batman? <laughs> uh, Madonna uh, and Bridget Fonda. I mean, I don't think any of them could have surpassed Pfeiffer. No, well... It's easy to say, but... Do you remember the show... The, um, the, I think her name is Sean Young. The story about her. Do you know that? No. Yeah. So there's an actress called Sean Young who you may know her better as uh, the woman from Ace Ventura Pet Detective who turns out to be a man. Right, okay. Right? Yeah, her. She was so desperate to play... What's, what's it? Lois... What? I, she, I don't know her name. Her name's Finkel in the end, isn't it? Yeah. Finkel. Ray Finkel. Ray Finkel. Um, Lois Einhorn. Einhorn, yeah. Like Einhorn is Finkel. Finkel <laughs> is Einhorn. Um... She she was so desperate to play Catwoman. She went to audition. She made her own Catwoman suit to the audition. They said, no. 
She then con- con- uh, started following the producers and Tim Burton around in the Catwoman suit, like, to convince her. Uh, Burton once hid in his office under his desk to hide from her. She walked in his office and was looking for him, full Catwoman suit. And she uh, brought along at one point a news crew and some film cameras to go, like, this is where you're going to capture me. I'm going to nail this. And you're going to see me get the Catwoman part. She went full psychopath when it came to this. She was on uh, talk shows as well going... I need... We need a campaign to make me Catwoman. I will be the best Catwoman. She was After desperate. This, before no, before. Then. Before. Yeah. She was That's desperate, weird. desperate to play this character. Wow. And as Tim Burton said, she was never even considered an option. She she just showed up at the auditions. They that didn't even want her. crazy, man. In it. So, yeah. That was Batman Returns. So now we're going to get on to Batman Forever. Your favourite one. My favourite. Um... Batman Forever. Well, it is probably more to do with nostalgia than anything else, and I yeah. know that. It is my first Batman. I remember when it came out, and I remember being obsessed with it. I bought the soundtrack. I just love everything about it. Well, the trailers already started good. Imagine being in a cinema and that being on. Because that Batmobile. Oh, it's so sick. Oh, it's still got the narrator. Now, the Batman music's different, have you noticed? Yeah. I don't like this Batman music as much. I love it, mate. I think it's it just it's too cheesy. That. Do, I love do, that. Do, 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 do. I love that music. I think it's too... But maybe that's why I love this one, because this, this is the most comic book variation of it for me it is just like everything about it Two-Face looks like it's a direct page out of a fucking book it's like so brightly coloured the riddle is popping green there's a big fucking green fucking Sansa time thing with ooze coming out of it or whatever the hell it is everything about it oh reveals Robin in the trailer I'd be a bit pissed about that This was this is interesting because it's still it's playing the original Batman score now, which I feel does feature in this, but it's not as much. I hate Nicole Kidman in this film. I hate her. That that is what really annoys me. That smile right there. Why was that in the trailer? Why was that stupid gimpy smile in the trailer? I love that bit in it as well with the pumps. That was my first introduction to the Offsprings as well. Oh yeah! Oh look, there's the bit of the bat! The bit of the giant bat! Right. Right. I've got so much to unpack about this. So much. Right. This film is made up of fantastic moments. There are really great moments. But in between those moments, there's absolute audacity and stupidity, and it drove me bonkers <laughs> rewatching this. That's why I like it. I know, but, like, right there, oh, I mean, where do I begin? Kilmer isn't as good as Keaton. Yeah, he is. He is not. 
I found him to he's be... He's the perfect Batman. I... This actually... Someone... Uh, I can't remember who it was, but someone is quoted as saying Kilmer is the most Batman... Bruce, the, no, he's the best not. He's awful. He's a strong man. He's terrible. He's terrible at being Batman and Bruce Wayne. He can't pick. He he stays stum. That he barely speaks or says does anything to like. Though he weirdly is more. What's the word? Um, emotes more when he's Batman, which makes no sense. Batman should be when he holds it in, like that stupid smile in the trailer. And when that happened, I burst out laughing, and Eve was like, "What the." fuck was that what a weird ass smile to do like when he finds Kilmer's out the one no Kilmer is not the one. Oh no and i i think he's perfect he's got he's he's iceman he's he's no arnie is <laughs> arnie is iceman this is like this is such when did this come out so this came out three years after batman returns like you said, there was a huge influx of colour and tone from Joel Schumacher well, around this. You, you can definitely tell that, like, I, I think judging on, like, if, if they had the producers sort of in a lot more control than the first one. Because it's the same ex- uh, producer. It's that, it is that guy who got Schumacher to come and do it. It's, oh, I know, yeah, uh, but Tim Burton's still producing this as well. He is an executive producer, yeah, yeah, but he, that's why he stepped back from being director because he didn't agree with the direction, which yeah. is bizarre. And you think, like, why didn't he just come out of the project completely? Because he said he still he wanted to help with some bits. He just didn't want to be part. He didn't want his name attached to directing it. Yeah. He just he just knew they wouldn't do it how he wanted. So it's like, right, well, can I at least give you some tips on how to keep this not being? A, a, a I, I massively think this bad. is heavily underrated as a Batman film. Like, well, I think Jim Carrey's Riddler is one of the best villains I've ever seen in a comic book film. It's fucking brilliant. I don't think this has aged well. I do. I I, I think I in the nineties, I get it. In the nineties, and when I was what, how old would I have been when this came out? When I was eight, this would have been amazing as an eight-year-old. As yeah. a thirty-three-year-old in the year twenty twenty, this has not aged well. It did. Well, as a thirty-four-year-old <laughs> in the year twenty twenty, I think it's aged miraculously. Funny enough, Joel Schumacher was brought in. Um, so when he was brought in. He said the first thing he wanted to add was more pop. It, that's why I. That's what I mean. That's it why when pops. you said, "Oh, that logo, it pops," like Jesus Christ, Joel Schumacher is in the fucking room right well, now. You can't argue that it pops. You can't though. Like, I mean, this is um, it, this is full of color. This is this is the most comic book movie. I, honestly, I, I don't think I've ever okay. seen anything quite get what. I what want pop. you to tell me right now. Yeah. The first one is about the Joker just trying to be a bit of an anarchist artist, get revenge on the mob, mm. and bring down Gotham, right? Second one, we already discussed this, Penguin and Catwoman. What What's the story of this one? Well, obviously, Edward Nygma has been shunned by Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So he obviously turns because he's got his invention. So that's obviously him. But what are they trying to accomplish? Before, but this is before they're trying to take they over th- Gotham as as every villain ever. Just what well, what the, the sense is that they just want to take over, take and over. They're, they're robbing everyone. They're robbing them of what? But uh, he makes a fucking device that sees people's things. They even say it in the film. They go, like, "We we can see everyone's like." Uh, bank details. Yeah, but then he also points out that if you leave someone tap to this for long enough, it makes them like full of like it, it makes him smarter, but makes them dumber. 
So by the end of it, I didn't understand. So he, his plan was to get everyone's bank details and everything, but at the same time make everyone dumb. Dumb enough to then give everyone... Like, obviously, they're not bothered to being robbed then. I, I didn't... I thought it was a weird story. It's I thought too it was complex for you. No, it's not. It's just, <laughs> I thought it was, like, dead weird. Because I, in my version back in the day was... I thought it was a total revenge story of Bruce Wayne and Batman. Yeah. But then when I rewatched it and remembered, oh shit, yeah, does go does all this to get a goth. I'm like, this is a bit weird, and I don't understand Two Face at all in this whatsoever. I think this, I, I think the main thing in this is that it is sort of like what happens to like obviously Two Face's main thing is that he kills Robin's family. Yeah, but that's so Robin's arc. Not yeah, but his. That, no, but that is this film is about Robin and Batman coming together, right? To me, it's not about Batman versus the villains. To yeah. a certain extent, they are there, but it is. It's as soon as like you you get the Two Face arc where he kills the, his family, and then it's all about Robin coming into it and being like, you know, oh, I'm gonna be your partner, Bruce. Nick, that's that's the this movie. This 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 is the thing. And I, I feel, like it. I feel some <laughs> things are pushed so far and so quick. It's weird. Like right away, there's a robbery of Two Face. Nicole Kidman's there for whatever reason and Batman meets Nicole Kidman and immediately Nicole Kidman's like, show, fancy coming back to mine later and using a condom. <laughs> like, immediately. And I'm like, alright, keep it in your pants, love. Calm the fuck down. But, but he's like, maybe. Like, alright, fucking... You were meant to be keeping a secret identity but you're quite happy to go, you know, I'll show you my secret identity. <laughs> um, then you have the whole thing with, yeah, with Two-Face, which is, it is it's weird. Jim Carrey carries this film. I, I, yeah, I mean, he carries this film. I, I agree with you. He's, he's a great villain. I feel like the mo, the story behind, the motives are weird. But at the end, Eve said, if Jim Carrey wasn't in that film, yeah, it, it would be that, awful. Well, not necessarily. I mean, obviously, like, yeah, if you just take the Riddler out, then yeah, it's a much lesser film because then you're only left with two things. Yeah, but like even another person playing Riddler. Well, yeah, like it, it, Jim Carrey. Jim like, Carrey. Is Kilmer amazing. doesn't carry he's this film. He's in his pomp at this point. This is like what mid nineties. Yeah, he's in his prime. His prime. That's like saying if someone did Ace Ventura, it would, it would. Of course, it's going to be weaker without. Yeah, Jim but Carrey. I'm saying, but my, my point being, like, if it wasn't for Jim Carrey, which is not something about, like, when we've said about the two films prior to this, we're like Nicholson steals the show, but Keaton is amazing. Batman Returns, were like Pfeiffer steals the show, and Keaton's pretty fucking boss as well in that. And Die of E.O. is amazing. In this, I genuinely think it's just Jim Carrey no. and Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman is I've never a, been a massive fan. Chris O'Donnell as Robin is one of the stupidest castings. I, I think he comes off worse in the next one, obviously. Yes, he does. Um, but I genuinely like all of the... I, you obviously said about Tommy Lee Jones being Two-Face, and I think it's a great Two-Face. Why? Why is it a good Two-Face? It, I mean, it looks great. I think he sounds great. The whole fucking coin flip at the end. Oh, but that's how you kill Two-Face in every fucking thing. Well, yeah, I know, but like, obviously, to me, it just worked. You know, that whole like devil and thing, like when... It, it's got like Drew Barrymore as the angel, and then there's the dark one. In and all this, yeah, but in I this, love all those. He like, makes little... what he doesn't make much sense because like he's going around a bit like an anarchist, mm. ca- causing trouble. But why would Two Face do that? He was. You, it, it, That's again... the only thing is I I don't think they necessarily with Two Face in this film 
they, they, there's no real backstory. You just get a very quick, like, on oh, the by news. The way. Oh, yeah. by the way, if you all remember, he was burnt in a yeah. horrible court case. That's that's pretty much it, and it? it's a it's a big flash. Instead of having like a big, like, okay, well, let's build up why he's doing this. Why does he not like Batman or anyone like that? Hmm. There's nothing like that, really. I get your point, but I do genuinely like it. I, I and the, the thing that makes this film for me, and I keep going on about it, the colour and then the, the music, I just think it's perfect. Like I don't know whether it was just because like I was younger and now I'm like really nostalgic. I think about it, it is. I but think... like that scene, and there are so many good scenes in it where like the Batman, uh, where Robin nicks the Batmobile and he goes to where I can only describe them as misfit looking punks. Yeah. That scene is just so fucking brilliant. To right. Me. And it's got fucking the offspring playing. Okay. And it's dead colourful. It's like fucking neon. It's right. like a fucking rage. This is what I mean. There's, the moments in this are real. There's some fantastic scenes. Like, one thing I will point out, and I feel this is this is Tim Burton stepping mm-hmm. in, uh, is for every part where it's, where it's bright and everything, whenever Val Kilmer's Batman decides to t- remember something from his past. Mm. It goes very dark. Yeah. It goes to a very dark place. Like that that scene with the giant bat that was cut out that me and you have watched is probably the darkest one. But then it shows him like remembering as a kid. I think he remembers as a kid like his his mum died, the parents dying and he remembers something else. And all those moments are in a blue hue, mm. like a lot of blue and black colours only. Very dark. The music goes right down as mm. well. And I, when I was watching it back, I went, okay, I feel this is where Tim Burton's stepping in going... Guys, you need to remember he's the Dark Knight. You need to remember. Mm. Bring, and it works, though. It works. I think that works because, obviously, it defines what what is in his past. And it is in his past. It's dark. So, to me, that, that just makes it work even more. Um, I just... I, I, there are some great scenes. Like it's just, In the trailer, I don't know if anyone is watching the trailers along with us, but if you watch the trailer, it showed a load of the scenes that were good. Like, the helicopters going through... Uh, glass mm. um, some of the, the but then for every scene like I said Batman smiling is weird Batman giving a thumbs up is weird that it is it is I weird just, I just love how it looks like some of it like obviously the bit where the fella jump well he doesn't jump does he like Riddler obviously does it but then mm. you know there's that whole bit where it like, oh, shows yeah, yeah. the like replay of him like, oh no <laughs> yeah, just I... love the little touches like that yeah yeah that's what I mean I feel like there is some really like I love the bit where he's trying to come up with his own name, and he's like mm. the strong man. No, like that. Is that, uh, that like thing, Zoltar, Zoltar Riddler thing? I like stuff like that. I think, yeah, I might be being harsh, but I, but <laughs> Tommy Lee kind of ruins it for me. I would have preferred it without Tommy Lee, and I would have preferred a more a story that made more sense than the Riddler trying to steal everyone's brain waves <laughs> to make himself. <laughs> smarter but also to make himself re- it, it, yeah it was a bit weird out of 10 Gary 9 9 I'm going <laughs> I'm going 6 Gosh. it's it's got moments but for every good moment it's got a moment I'm not really not keen on um, little facts about this which we can go into more so it made 336 million that's so more than more than Batman Returns but still nowhere near Batman 89 <laughs> um, Kilmer so Keaton didn't come back only because he apparently demanded too much money he wanted an extra 15 million I, I just wonder like obviously I wonder how that would have worked 
I don't like, know. Do you know what I mean? Like, obviously, he wouldn't have done that fucking smile. I don't know. Maybe he would have. No, or the thumbs up. He wouldn't have done that. I don't know. It would have been interesting to have seen it with Keaton. Um, Kilmer was described by critics as being emotionless. But that. That's perfect for Batman. Not, it's perfect for Batman, but not for Bruce Wayne. When oh, he's Bruce Wayne right. and he's in public. I, I think, think he's the perfect think, Batman. Think about... Okay, okay. This is something actually I meant to ask you before. Um, I came up with before. Give me one quote from Val Kilmer in this film. Uh, well, you're putting me on the spot because I've got no memory. You, yeah, but if I said, say a quote from Keaton... There's only the nuts one that I can yeah, but you, remember. But, he, but regardless, you remember it because it's it's delivered so well. There is no let's but that's, get nuts. That's one line in the, two films. The, oh, come on. So if he had two films, I'd remember one line. In Bat- <laughs> That's simple maths. That's, that's quick maths. No, in, in, Batman, in Batman Returns... He says, I, Clark. I feel like... <laughs> I, I kind of feel like I know what you mean with Batman Returns because it's... He, I don't even think he's in it that much, all things considered, because there's more Penguin and mm. more Catwoman, so I, I'll take that. But Kilmer should at least have one memorable line. At the end, I couldn't remember one thing he did or said. He barely speaks. He barely does anything. Even, like I said, his biggest things I remember are a smile and a thumbs up. Mm. That, it, it, I, I have heard he was awful on set. Well, well. <laughs> I have here that, yeah, so he was had a bit of trouble. With critics didn't like him. Um, but interesting enough, Kilmer, when he got the phone call to say, Keaton's out, you're in, um, he was in a bat cave with bats when he found that's out. That's a fucking myth. <laughs> that's he absolute says, he bo- says, what, Was he just waiting in there for the he call? Was, he was researching another role. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that is absolute the first thing, bullshit. The first thing that I thought when I read that was, Okay, but it was 1995 when this came out. So 1994 when he gets the call. What are they calling him on? Literally the back what cave. A load of shite. So he's in the back cave when they found out. Right. Okay. Um, oh, that was it. Kilmer was described as inexpressive, and critics also said nipples being added to the suit were completely illogical. Um, Kilmer hated what about nipples. Isn't there when it comes to Batman? Yes. Yeah, Clooney well... was always. Ridiculed for his bat nips. Well, we'll get into that more when that comes about. <laughs> there is something to do with nipples. Because um, they only came in because... They only came in because of Joel Schumacher. And he even makes Nicole Kidman mention something about it being like... Oh, it's very like a real body, isn't it? Mm. Oh, that was it. Sorry, I do have one quote by Val Kilmer in this. And as soon as he said it, I turned to him and went... And that's why he's Gaz's Batman. <laughs> it's when he... Finds out he like he goes as Bruce Wayne and she goes no I can't be with you I want to be with Batman or something no or it's the other way round when he goes as Batman she's like I can't be with you I want to be with Bruce Wayne and he just gets in the Batmobile and in the Batman voice goes women yeah <laughs> I burst out there you go yeah <laughs> no but that shouldn't be what I remember <laughs> Batman shouldn't be going <sighs> women <laughs> it's so weird. Uh, Ewan McGregor was going to be Robin. I had heard about that. Um, Whether that came up. Maybe, to... maybe did. Leonardo DiCaprio was also a favourite as yeah, well. Yeah, and I, I think I did that one as well. Uh, I, I don't think Leonardo DiCaprio would have just been way... Like, Chris O'Donnell... 
I don't I don't remember him being in much else at all. I don't think he did after this. Do I think he did Lost I in Space. I don't think it would have worked with being like Leo because he would have been sort of on the ascendancy at this point. Like ninety five, I'm pretty sure was Titanic. Yeah. You know, like obviously that's like his breakout superstar film, but he was already on the up, wasn't he? So I, I wouldn't have made sense for me. Uh, the Batmobile, interestingly enough, that you love so much. They got in the uh, the artist from Aliens who designed stuff. To, it's the for me the best Batmobile. But he to design a Batmobile, they couldn't decide on anything. Mm. He walked away, but let them keep designs, and they ended up going to someone who based it both on the designs he'd left yeah. and a leather fetish model. Nice. So it's meant to be a cross between Aliens and leather That's fetish. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably why I like Which it. Is probably why you like it so much. <laughs> um, but I, I love the toy of it. I have the toy, and obviously, like what your leather fetish toy? All, yeah, but all the lights on the front of it, and it used to fire like a little like arrow missile thing. Oh, I love that! Go toy. away, cat. <laughs> um, and then the only other thing I'd add, which I thought was a quite a weird little fact, so you two song, you wanted to talk a bit about the music on because this. it's brilliant. This, like usually with a, a soundtrack I always feel like you get your main superstar song like mm. especially when they're written for the f- film or that they're only sort of like coming out with the film mm. which these ones were usually you get like one two at most iconic songs mm. this had I'm pretty sure it had Seal Kiss from a Rose no that was, that's the next one Batman and Robin no it's not it is it's this it? Definitely. I, I think, I it's feel like in the video, this. I always said that was the one saving grace of Batman and Robin. No, no way. No Seal way. That's kiss from a rose. Hold me, kiss me, thrill me, kill me. Yeah. The Offspring doing that, what was it? Uh, oh, what was it now? The song. Oh yeah, 1994. So it must have been. It is. It's definitely this. It must have been. Okay. Oh, so there's nothing redeeming about Batman and Robin. No, we'll get to that. Um... um I, I can't remember, what is it? Smash it up, smash it up, smash it up. Yeah, the dams. It's so fucking good, that But it's the, is it the Offsprings version of the dams? Yeah. Yeah, 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 And I remember, I love that scene. Like, I remember here, but this is like one of those things where I probably didn't realise who the band was when I watched yeah, the Yeah, film, yeah, yeah, because it's, it's so young. a bit too young. Like, I remember, one of the big ones for me that I look back on now was in Mrs. Doubtfire, and it's uh, Dude Looks Like a Lady. It's oh, playing yeah. when they're dancing around or he's doing something with like the broom or something. And I remember when I watched a film going like, whoa, what a, what a tune. <laughs> but obviously didn't then go away and like find Aerosmith mm. like right after the film because I would have been about like eight, seven, whatever. And like, I always look back at like moments like that. Now I'm a big, massive Aerosmith fan. I'll still go, oh, that was the first time I fucking heard Aerosmith. No, and that was the first time I ever heard The Offspring. Well, I do, I think it, it does have a good soundtrack. Now that I know Seal's on it as well, that might elevate it a bit more. But uh, U2's... Seven then, yeah. Uh, U2's <laughs> song was put forward, I think it was a Grammy for the best song you know, in a film. It is top two. It lost to Colours in the Wind by Pocahont- on Pocahontas. Oh, fuck off! But it was also put forward for worst song in a film um, by the Razzies. And it lost to Walk Into the Wind, which was on a song from Showgirls. So, yeah, just thought that was oh. quite interesting. That both, it lost to two songs <laughs> that both involved the wind. Yeah. 
that's weird, isn't it? Razzies I, is the worst film. Yeah, Razzies. So they said it was the worst. They said it was the wor- It was nominated for the worst original song for a what? film. What? Huh? I don't know. It's a good song. How could that? that completely... Isn't that your? Isn't that Vicky's I, favorite song? I'm sure one of her favorite uh, do, film uh, songs. Well, yeah, one of her favorite film, film songs. songs. Yeah. But, that's so weird. Isn't like, it? That completely discredits the Razzies for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it took other top tunes of the Razzies given credit to. Um. So what did you you said nine and I said what did it's, I say six? Look, yeah. I know full well it's not the best Batman film, mm. but for me, uh, nostalgia. It does the job gets that you an want extra it to do. Point. And I genuinely love the film. Like even watching it back, I thought, oh, this might not like what you you said. It might not age well, but for me, it has aged because I, I love that's my favorite looking Batman film. Right. So the next one we're gonna do is Batman and Robin. Uh, controversially, this is Eve's favourite Batman film. What? Eve <laughs> loves... Eve loves how campy it is. She loves it. Her favourite thing in the world is Poison Ivy. And there is... Look, oh, I've never seen the trailers for this. I don't think... Well, must have. <laughs> Can I just say before we click? Go on, go on. Wait, look at Batman. <laughs> <laughs> it's an awful costume, isn't it? Like, just... it looks like his head has been shoved into a tin. Oh, it, it, it did look good. Like, nothing looked good. There was nothing redeeming about this film at all. Oh, God. I think I have seen this trailer as a kid, I must have. I, I reckon I must have seen it, because I would have watched Batman Forever and then been like, oh. Oh. I mean, it's bright, but it's making out it's really dark. This is a very, this is like... I, oh, I hate that! Oh, I hate that delivery! Did you also notice that when Robin smashed through those doors, the hole left in the doors was the Robin symbol. Oh, I didn't. I know. I didn't notice that. Did like, why would that happen? And why would you not focus on it? It's like in the background. the whole thing with her by the way it just doesn't work out a lot of this I just I don't know it made no sense the story makes no sense he was not like how did he get the part how did he get the part As if we're talking like that type of stuff in the middle. I thought that as well. I thought that was quite forward thinking for the 90s to go, should we actually be calling you Batgirl? But then it just gave away some of the story. She just said, I'm Batgirl. I found the Batcave. All right, so we know that happens now. This is where trailers started going silly then. We, We can account. Stupid revealing trailers to 97 <laughs> or whatever year this was. 
And then here you get Alfred. It's the same. Uh, by the way, Alfred has been the same person throughout all of these. And he's even the he, only thing that carries on, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and he even he's shit in this. Because I feel like... I feel like... Obviously, my big thing about how it looked in the last one... Well, it was like they just lost the plot on this. So it is colourful. It's pop, 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 it, pop. It's over pop. Yeah. It's it's pop without substance. Yeah. Is what it is. It's, it is terrible. I, I actually thought... When we were saying about like you know things not aging well, and I remember not liking this when it came out, but I thought it was going to be one of them where I watched it and thought well, it's not that bad. It's still bad, but it's not that bad. The rewatch makes it so much worse than it ever was in my mind oh, before God. I watched it. I hate it. The worst bit for me is Clooney is bad. He's really really bad. His delivery is awful in a lot of it. But there's a bit where he does a press conference or some... I seem to remember. Yes, yes, there is. Yes, it there is. It is the worst Batman dialogue I've ever it's seen Bruce in It's Bruce Wayne life. dialogue. Like, he's going to be this curring... It's awful. He's just been described. I'll use one of these facts now, seeing as you've just hit the nail on the head. Clooney was compared in the, by critics to George Lazenby in the James Bond series. I, honest to God, to me, right, that's funny that that's mentioned because... I get James Bond, well, a bad James Bond from Clooney yeah. in this. It's not Batman. It's a bad James Bond. That bit is exactly the thing. Because he says something, see, I think he's got two girls on his arm or something. Yeah. And he says something proper sleazy. Like, but it's not like smooth or anything like that. It just, it you just, just comes kind of go, awkward. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just I, it, it confuses me like that that it's that delivery you can watch like each one like I'm Batman I'm Batman I'm Batman hi freeze I'm Batman and it's like a car salesman it is so bad and then like I mean how do you get Arnie wrong well Arnie Ar- I you know what Arnie's the best thing about this film for Ooh, me I don't know right for now, me that, I really only like because Uma it's Furman. So- I like the problem with this film is that both Arnie and Uma are really, really they're doing what's being asked of them and they're doing it the best they can. Yeah. So it's dead campy and dead bright and colourful work with it, and they do. Whereas I feel everyone else around them doesn't can't pull it off. Like it's Chris O'Donnell, it, he's gone. He is yeah right, terrible now, in this film. I, I know, obviously, people will say we'll be bored in Batman forever, but. At least it has an arc in Batman Forever. Oh, yeah, it doesn't. What's his arc in this? First, he fancies Batgirl, then he doesn't. Then he wants to be with Poison Ivy, like, over Batman. There's even the bit where he goes, I'm leaving you. This is it. We're done. And we don't see what he did while it's he was so on his weird. own. And then it's just like, he's back. It is, oh. it is terrible. Um, there's nothing redeeming about this film. No, I don't like Batgirl. At all. I thought Seal Kiss from a Rose was on this. It clearly is not. No, it's not. I mean, what's the soundtrack? Is there any good songs? Go on, like, try and find some. Whilst you do that, I'll just like... Run. I'm trying to think of like... That, what? Like, Why does he have a back credit card? What is the point oh, of that? Yeah. I never leave home without it. Why? Why would Batman need a back credit card? The only way you could have a Batman credit card is if you opened your own Batman bank to give yourself that fucking it, card. It is weird. Like, there's some bits in it. Like, to me, the the better bits were the bits that you're laughing at, not with. Like, obviously, that's why I'm saying I think the best bit about it is 
Arnie's stupid one-liners. <laughs> Ice to but see you. It's not because they're good one-liners. It's because they're so terrible. <laughs> and it's Arnie doing like, you Hey, know. stay cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so shit. I just feel like every writer, like, it was like every single line went, can we fit just one more ice pun in? Can we get one more? Right, Don't okay, give me the cold so shoulder. R. Kelly. Oh. Well, that's not aged well. No. Um, Neither is the film. Smashing Pumpkins. Uh, that got a Razzie. I looked that up. That, that got a Razzie. Whether that's the big song, because that's track one. I don't know. I think it was a big song. I remember. Uh, there's not, like... There's I'm re- I'm, uh, that must have been the big song from this the song. The Smashing Pumpkins it's one. it's on twice. There's two versions of it. Fucking so it, it would have to be. I always thought it was Seal Kiss from a Rose. No. How weird. It, I mean, it's a pretty... There's, there, there's bands on there I like, like the Goo Goo Dolls, but I'm not remembering the Goo Goo Dolls. No, this. there's nothing. The only, like, the weird thing about this as well is I feel the characters have good arcs. So I feel like Poison Ivy's plot and motive is really clever. I, I actually also like Mr. Freeze because it sticks with the, the animated Batman arc. Um, but it's just Joel Schumacher completely ruined this. He actually said, and this is another quote I've got, um, on set, whenever, before he'd start a film, go, remember everyone, treat this as if it was like it's a cartoon. He That's the vibe mm. he wanted. Like it was a ha- friendly, cartoony, kids can watch this Batman. But it just doesn't work. I don't, I still don't understand why, if Back to the Future can recast Martin McFly two thirds mm. into filming, how they didn't recast George Clooney just a couple of, like... How did we not get Nicolas Cage's Superman? But got this. Exactly. It's bizarre. Yeah. This, well, this, this basically it. ruined it. This killed it, yeah. This this killed but, it. You know, you've got... That, that is some level of shit, in it? Not just taking your own film down and your own franchise down, but taking, taking others everything. down. Like, the whole comic book film... Didn't recover until, until Marvel started bringing stuff out. Yeah, till two thousand and five. You know, that is unbelievable when you think about it. Charles Schumacher cost ten years of fucking movies. Well, I mean, I might, I'll get into some of the facts now because we're, 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 yeah, we're, we we don't need to discuss this. <laughs> uh, so George Clooney has since described the whole product um, project as. A waste of money that killed the Batman franchise. Like he's very aware oh, he that knows. he was out of his depth and sh- yeah. shouldn't have been involved. I- I've seen him say like before, like I know it was shit. Yeah, um, Kilmer was only not on the project because he didn't get on with Joel Schumacher so badly he was fired. And Joel Schumacher came out and said that he is the most psychologically troubled man he has ever met. I just wonder my love for Val Kilmer from the first one. <laughs> If this would have come out, but just with Val Kilmer in it, would you have liked it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, no, I'm, I mean, look, it's a bad movie. Just I don't know. I think no. I'm with you. I'm with Batman, you. I'm com- I don't know whether either it would have brought Val Kilmer down to, to where everyone else sees it. Right. <laughs> if we were to say like the worst part of any of any of the Batman films, I would say the worst part of Batman '89 is Vicky Vale. She's just very annoying. Mm. The worst part of Batman Returns, there's not really. I don't really feel there's a worst part. I enjoy that movie too much. There isn't anything I would say. Maybe like you said, Devito, because he's trying to fill shoes that yeah. he can't possibly fill. But I whatever. think his performance is good. But I think it is lower than Nicholson's. Yeah, 
Batman, uh, Batman Forever, the worst part is t- Tommy Lee Jones or Chris O'Donnell. Take your pick on that. Oh, Mark Chase Meridian. But with, wait, who's Chase Meridian? Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. See what I mean? They got future pick here. The worst part of Batman and Robin is Batman. Clooney is mile Clooney is the well. worst in this. But I mean, it's called Batman and Robin, and the two worst things in it are Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's then it's just closely terrible followed casting. by Batgirl. Yeah. Oh God. And yeah. I, why? Why when on. she fucking like decides? Why does Alfred want to reveal all the secrets of Batman to his brother Wilfred, who he doesn't know where he is, but puts them on a disc? So everyone can see them. And then she finds a disc, or she gets given the disc, and she decides to look at it, and we see the images projected on her face. What kind of laptop does that? (laughs) When have you ever seen a laptop project the image on your face? It's horrible. Truly bad. Um, So the studios were looking at, for Mr. Freeze, a more traditional skinny Mr. Freeze. Mm -hmm. So they were looking at Patrick Stewart um, and Anthony Hopkins. And Joel Schumacher said, no, it had to be Arnie, and he was going to walk if they didn't get Arnie. And because... Paid off. <laughs> yeah. Um, so in, in, another, in another multiverse... How bad would it have been without Arnie? Then? Exactly. This is what I mean. In another multiverse, we would have had Patrick Stewart, and we wouldn't have had Joel Schumacher directing, which means maybe we wouldn't have had George Clooney, because another director would have gone, George, exactly. that was shit. And it, in this multiverse... That film is the best one of all. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the pièce de résistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking at the time now. I'm aware of long podcasts. Mm-hmm. So what we're going to do is we won't talk about the known films. But I think in a way, though, they're just totally different, different. anyway. Well, yeah, they? they are. These sort of have a running theme because of the sort of like the executive producers. Stay on. And there's and stuff like, like some... That. Links at least. Alfred is all the way through. Yeah, I, I think the thing about the Nolans and them for me are the best we've ever seen of a Batman film. But they're not comic book films. It's a totally different adaptation to me. Hmm. But it's like that's Batman from the comics. Like and Batman I from the Batman. comics in the nineteen seventies, maybe. But like that's how I imagine. Like, do you get what I mean? That's yeah, yeah, how yeah. I imagine a comic book would look on film. Whereas the Nolan thing, it was almost like they brought real life. Well, they did. Yeah. But so it is so it's so different. But I do genuinely think the Nolan trilogy is like never going to be touched. What are you going to rate this, by the way? <laughs> Out of ten. Fucking hell! This is like the most dour oh. I've ever seen you. I'm not going to be giving it a one or anything stupid. It's. It's not trad. It's not like absolute like unwatchable. Yeah. Like it makes me hurt my eyes. Mm. But I would give it a three. I'm very much near you on that. I think I said it in my head. I'm saying a four. I'd only give it a three. I'm gonna knock it down to a three because I've Uma always... Thurman is good in it. Yeah, but I'm not saying she's great in it. Arnie is funny at least, even yeah. if he wasn't meant to be. Yeah. The Batmobile still looks cool. It doesn't. I don't think the Batmobile. Nothing. Nothing looks cool. I, I. I still think the Batmobile looked cool. It looked like. It looks like. A but fucking, it's the guy driving it that's the problem. It looks like a theatre production on screen. Like, look at that. We can even see that second trailer for the showing the Poison Ivy cave. That looks like 
fucking plastic plants from here. Yeah, that was the other thing, like, obviously, because this must have had a big budget, but it did look cheap. Oh, I didn't mention this, did I? Sorry, it made 238 million. That made more than Batman Returns. No, 50 million less than Batman Returns. I thought. It touched on the two hundred. No, it was the worst performing one. Well, I mean, um, that makes sense. And so much so, it killed the fifth Batman film, which I wanted to talk to you about. Right. So the next, it, and this would have been it, a follow-on. Follow-on again with Schumacher again. Schumacher again. Oh God! It was going to be called Bat. There was two titles: it was Batman Unchained and Batman Triumphant. <laughs> oh, that makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was George Clooney was set to return oh god and the storyline that I've got I've got a little bit of the storyline so it was going to have the scarecrow in he was going to use his toxin to resurrect Joker in Batman's mind so Clooney would have confronted Jack Nicholson's Joker in a bout of hallucinations which how no no I don't want to see oh Clooney opposite god. Nicholson um that was going to feature Harley Quinn, but she was going to be Joker's daughter, not his squeeze, which is weird. And they had already cast as well. Who? <laughs> I'll give you a clue to who they cast as Scarecrow. And we're going to play the game. What if Black? Oh, God. Like we did on... If anyone doesn't know, so on the last got, one we found oh, what, out... Wesley Snipes? No. It's the 90s. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So on the last podcast, we found out that for some reason in the script in the like the script and the ideas, they always cast people. But underneath in the 90s, they put If Black and put black so people it? It separately. Like, it was Chris Rock, wasn't Chris it? Chris Rock for Jimmy, uh, Jimmy, Jimmy Olsen in, in Superman. In Superman. No. So he, he... <laughs> we're, we're looking at 90s black... <laughs> Superstar. He won't get it. Coolio. (laughs) Coolio would have been... And if anyone is like, Coolio, why do I know that name? Coolio is the guy who does the... uh... Gangster's Paradise. No, that's... Isn't that Tupac? No. Coolio is definitely Gangster's Paradise. Was he? I know him more from just doing the Keenan and Kel soundtrack. Well, yeah, obviously he does that. Coolio, Gangster's... He's definitely Gangster's Paradise. Is he? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't listen to Hippity Hop. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's a great song. Oh, that's because it also contains... It's got Kylie and Mash and Rico Bernasconi, and I know them more from mm. the song than Coolio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but, yeah, that was that was the film that would have followed. Wow. But this completely... Coolio might have done the soundtrack, though. That would have been cool. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, when the Gangster's even... Paradise well, came when... up, maybe that was written for the next Batman film. We're in a Batman's <laughs> paradise. paradise. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we were going to go the order, then, of what you prefer... I know my well, one... If it's in fourth to third, it's Batman and Robin, Batman Forever... Batman and then Batman Returns for me. Yeah, man, man would probably be uh, Batman and Robin, Batman Returns, Batman, and then Batman Forever. And if you fancy a game, maybe show your friends this podcast and have a drinking game that every time me and Gal say the word Batman, <laughs> you take a fucking drink because you would have been pretty fucking wasted. Uh, we will continue this on part two which we'll record in a couple of weeks or so. But yeah, I, this has been quite 
It's, I, I'm glad I rewatched them because it's definitely cemented. I know which one I prefer. Mm. I know now I have a great appreciation for the first two over the those other two. I did anyway, but if anything, what I've learned from this is I, I, I just actually don't even like Batman Forever that much. I've still I've learned that I do love Batman Forever that much. So weird. <laughs> it's so weird. You do like. I always remember Chris saying like, "It's weird how he likes Kilmer." It was like, "Nah, it's fine. Each to their own." After me rewatching this and paying much more attention, I'm like, "No, he's there's something wrong oh, with I you." Love it. I, I just got everything I'd like. Jim Carrey, Val Kilmer. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's the only. The only Cold thing. Batmobile. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the pod, don't forget to follow us and check out the website. And yeah. Uh, I've been Jay. I've been Gaz. And we've not been Batman. I'm definitely Batman. You are Batman. <laughs> you are definitely. I, if, I, if 